Rain is all about showing how open and honest conversations can help our well-being. So I'm very proud to be partnering with Joe Malone London to mark World Mental Health Day. One in four people will be affected by mental health in their lifetime. And since 2012, Joe Malone London has committed to helping to stamp out the stigma surrounding mental health, proudly supporting 11 inspirational charities. To commemorate 10 years of its charity mission, the brand has announced the launch of the Shining a Light on Mental Health Foundation, supporting individuals and families affected by mental health challenges. They are going to be donating $2 million globally over the next year. A million dollars of that will go to UNICEF, its new global lead charity, with a further million divided across local charities through the Charity Candle Collection. Joe Malone London has created five charity home candles which help support local inspirational charities which have raised more than $3 million in donations to date. The Elderflower and Gooseberry charity candle is particularly gorgeous, trust me, and I can't think of a better way to enjoy a little bit of self-care knowing you're supporting an amazing cause at the same time. Visit joemalone.co.uk to find out more about the Joe Malone London Charity Candle Collection and, of course, the Shining a Light on Mental Health Foundation. Hey, I'm Josh Smith and welcome to Rain, and I'm so glad you're here, babes. This podcast is all about opening up, having important conversations and celebrating successes, as well as overcoming obstacles to reign over our own lives. I love to chat to people and I always find things in these conversations to take away and use in my own life. So I really hope you'll find the same as well. Welcome to Rain. Today on Rain, we're joined by multi-hyphenate queen, Adua Aboa, who has inspired so many people, including me. Adua is one of the most recognizable faces in the world. As a model, she starred on the cover of Vogue and has been the face of so many iconic brands and now is Jo Malone's global ambassador. She's even been named model of the year at the British Fashion Awards, but that's not all. Adua has also starred in Netflix's Top Boy and always used her voice to raise awareness of mental health through her epic podcast, Girls Talk. Adua struggled with addiction during her teens, but has been sober since the age of 22. And in this episode, she tells me all about her journey with addiction and the loneliness that can come with sobriety. As Adua says, no one's relationship with mental health is linear. So I hope her wise words speak to you and inspire you when you are struggling too. Now, crowns at the ready, let's reign. babe how are you good thank you how are you good well we are here to talk all about world mental health day mm-hmm. i mean in my opinion it's world mental health day every day yeah. 365 days very good of point. the year and sometimes the most important question we can always ask each other especially when it comes to mental health is how are you mm-hmm. so how are you really how are you doing yeah, yeah. sitting here today no it's such a good question my dad always says that because i think we just go like how are you and not we don't really wait for the answer, mm. do we? But how am I? I'm actually really good. Yeah. I really am. I'm happy. I'm a little bit tired. Kind of like know how busy life is about to get. Because, yeah. you know, summer really does feel mm-hmm. like it's over now. Yeah. And so I don't know if I'm ready for it, but I kind of am in that sick, twisted way. <laughs> I'm like, Let I me can't wait to like do everything 
and be really busy yeah. and see what like the next I get a bit itchy feet in the in the summer after mm-hmm. a certain point I'm like I want to get my pencil case my pens I want to start <laughs> organising my whole life my rucksack my new school uniform like I'm ready to kind of get back at it yeah so I complain but I'm also like pretty excited to just all Love the exciting it. things that getting happen. the stationary orders in year round yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> also <laughs> wedding season I've uh, had the best time but I'm actually really glad it's done now I've got my last one this weekend okay, I'm so ready for more. it to be done <laughs> I've got one more, but it's in October, so that kind of doesn't feel like a summer wedding, mm-hmm. but it's been endless. Yeah. No shade. Loved all of them. Love but them. like I am quite excited not I felt like I was like living for the weekend, which isn't part of my mm-hmm. like how I usually live my life, but I was like working and then like going for it in the weekend and then just being exhausted. Yeah. It's also like it's not just like about going to the party, you can't. It's not a wedding isn't a party where you can just kind of like have a good time. You have to be like uh, you have to be on the best form of your oh life. Oh my god! And I'm always on like the fun table, um, so they're like, "You gotta be loud, you yeah, gotta be yeah, proud." Yeah, yeah. And like sometimes you just want to take a day off. I had one yesterday. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You had a, what? no. You know when you literally have like one no, back no. to back. I've yeah, had yeah. That this summer. Oh yeah, we had my sister and I had two in one weekend once, and they were like, "Are you alright, Adra?" I was like, "I'm just. It's quite cold. <laughs> I'm just like I've listened to so many speeches. I'm a bit tired, and I quite want a coffee. I don't drink." Yeah. <laughs> I think what's so amazing about you and why it's so great to sit down with you and talk to you on World Mental Health Day is because you are such an advocate for having open, honest conversations Mm. about mental health. And we all have very wide-ranging, evolving relationship with mental health. It's up, it's down, it's bounced off the ground, Mm -hmm. it's here, it's there. What do you think have been some turning points for you in your relationship with your mental health? Yeah, I mean, there's been just like a multitude over the kind of the, the years since I kind of start firstly reached out for help and like got sober and started like piecing my life together um but I think most recently probably you know after the pandemic and the lockdowns it was just like I think I felt like I'd really figured it all out before Covid and I was in this kind of like I was just working lots I wasn't really necessarily I I didn't really have any personal Mm. life but I think because of like the work that I'd done previously, that was a point in which I got to where it kind of worked. And then suddenly it didn't work anymore. And then there was a resurgence of Black Lives Matter. I was like confronted with this new idea of identity. And it was Mm. just like, there have been so many moments where I've had to like reshape how I deal with my mental health. And I think work was quite a good distraction for me and Mm. something that I used and actually something that really worked. And I... I found something that I was passionate about, but I think that gets to a point where you're like, oh, you know what, it would be quite nice to like show up at a wedding. It mm. would be quite nice to have a personal life. It would be nice to have a relationship, you mm. know? So I think after that, I started kind of reshaping what like brought me joy. And I think joy is obviously something that's very much aligned with our mental health. Like, what is it that brings me joy? What, who are the people that I want to hang out with? Like, um, what jobs do I want to do? What brands do I want to be associated with? Like, 
it yeah it's endless mm. to be quite honest like you said i really do think world mental health day is like every day mm. it's like it's something i think about it's the first my mood is the first thing i check in the mm. morning you know same yeah always. every morning yeah, I'm like, like, how am i feeling i'm like today is not a good one sorry yeah. everyone yeah yeah <laughs> get yeah. ready yeah sorry i'm, <laughs> I'm warning you yeah. already look over to my boyfriend i'm like yeah. <laughs> he's like yeah <laughs> going out for the day now so yeah. sorry it's so bad but you know it's like yeah but there have been so many, and I think that's the thing I've um, kind of resigned myself to is that like life is just so messy. So that mm. kind of, and one's mental health journey is, couldn't be further from linear. So the fact is it's just ebbs and flows and we find ways of dealing with things and then, and then we're confronted with another thing, whether it be grief or identity or love or sex or, I mean, it's endless. Mm. So. Um, yeah, but I think I've just, over the last couple of years, I, I definitely think I know myself pretty well. So, yeah, it's the way in which I deal with my mental health mm. is, a, is a lot different from mm. when, like, you know, I first got sober and mm. stuff like that. I think what you said is so amazing because there are going to be certain things that work for us at certain times. Yeah. There are going to be things that don't work for us at other times. For you, what have you found that really helps you? And what have you found also doesn't necessarily help you and service you in the same yeah. way? Well, I think it's because also our stories change and mm. evolve and our, and we grow, so our perspective on things changes. And, and, you know, it's so mad that you can look at a situation that happened like a few years ago and then with some age and wisdom, you suddenly reframe it and you're like, oh, okay, maybe it was my fault or maybe mm. it was like, you know, there are different ways that we can look at things. And it's... um. I think that's, with age, definitely I've started kind of really putting into place those like boundaries and knowing what's good for me and what's like not good for me. I was talking to a friend the other day after I went to Glastonbury and it was like funny because sobriety for me is like easier and harder. Mm. It's easier because it's like second nature. It's like, I don't even need to think about it. I know how to have a good time without it. I, yeah. have, I know who I am without mm. it because I've been sober for like nearly eight years. But it's harder because I actually cannot bear the bullshit. Mm. Like I don't even, like the old me knew how to like fake it. Like yeah. I could like go into situations and just be like, yeah, yeah. Like listen to the chat, mm. you know, get on with it. Now there's just, I know myself so well. It's like, I mean, my sister always says she has to like overcome my face. Is like it just says it all. Mm. So it's 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 in that way it's got harder because I don't feel the need to test myself. Mm. Like I know where I feel good. I know where I don't feel good. So I mean, in a sense, actually, there's a kind of new sort of loneliness where it's like I know I used to push myself to be part of things, and now I just know that I have an inability to be part of it. Mm. Um, which is actually fine, you mm. know. It's about getting older. I think it's it's all good. Mm. But um, and so I think things like that, situations, um, work. I mean, someone like framed it quite well the other day. It was like, I think stepping back has been a really good thing for me. You know, I think our ego gets in the way. And when I decided that I wanted to like give acting a shot, there was definitely a big part of me with, that was like, oh, but I'm not gonna be relevant. I've mm. got the modeling. I need to have my foot in that door. Like people are gonna forget about me. But like understanding that I can't do everything has also been a great like, you know, learning lesson and, and has opened up other doors. And, and I've, 
I don't know, I, f I feel like I have more personal time and um, I have great people around me. Yeah, it's loads of things. Mm. It's like I could go on forever. Well, I think it's so interesting you touched on loneliness because I feel like we are part of a loneliness epidemic right now, yeah. which is a casualty of COVID, yeah. lockdowns, people being isolated, people also struggling to get back out there and also feel like they're true selves. And especially someone like you, you know, you're going through sobriety and you're actually having to work out who you are in new situations. Yeah. And like you're saying, that can be really lonely. And I think mm. so many people can relate to having moments of loneliness. Every single person has yeah. them. How have, the, how have you got yourself out of those lonely moments? How have you dealt with that process? Yeah. I mean, I don't think people talk about it enough when mm. attached to sobriety. Like, imagine, you know, it's almost like a grieving period. You mourn, like, the people you can't hang out with, the situations you can't be part of. Like, it's just endless, you mm. know? And so I think, and also there's a level that you'll there are things that you just in no way can relate to anymore because you're so far from them or just like mentally and like chemically not there, you know? So you kind of, it is a bit lonely sometimes, but um, I don't know, I, 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 I think when I was younger, my loneliness was something, you know, was an isolation, you know, it wasn't mm. a healthy one. It was, it was, it was one that kept me from asking for help and it was one that kept me low and in the dark and unable to kind of like see anything better and now actually it's not necessarily loneliness but I don't I'm not afraid of being like mm. by myself like I I I kind of appreciate my own company mm. and I appreciate that I have to have time away from people so as to like do girls talk and show up for my community and you know, get to work and be a good girlfriend and be a good sister and daughter and whatever it is and friend. So it's like, you know, and you know, definitely I think with all of us like you spoke about, it's like, you know, when you've had time apart, I think it is taking people a little bit more time to get themselves back out there. Mm. Um, and, but that, that, yeah, I wouldn't, I don't give myself a hard time mm. about that. Well, I think it's important to also take yourself away from certain situations yeah. to also have a conversation with yourself to actually work on your relationship with yourself yeah. because you're constantly surrounded by people all the time. Yeah. You're never really going to know who you are because you're currently being always being like basically supported by other people uh, and people's opinions too. Like I love it. Like I took a I went I went on holiday by myself this summer for like a week. And I, I can was never like, do that. How did you find that? Oh, I love it. I do it all the time. Do you? Yeah, I do it all the time. I need to take a leaf out your book because I'm literally it. so I do it all the time, and it. everyone was like, literally, like, how do you do that? Yeah, how did you I do it? Absolutely love it. I love it. And do you have some very good positive conversations with yourself? Yeah, but it was moments? like there was something that was like getting at me, something I was really annoyed about. And like by the end of the holiday, I was like, I'm not annoyed about it mm. anymore. I thought through it. I was glad I didn't send any like, you know, erratic text messages. Yeah. And by the end of it, I'd like processed it. I read my book. I didn't speak. I love it. Yeah. And you take a leaf out your book with that It was one. weird, I promise you. It kind of feels like quite terrifying at the time. And you do get to a point where you're like, I'm done now. I need yeah. to like I need to chat be around to people. Yeah. And I don't want to chat to like, you know, I've made best friends with every single like waiter, <laughs> and, like, concierge and like any person that works at this hotel. I do need to like be with my friends. But it's, yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah. I really, really like it. And it sets me up in a really good way mm -hmm. for everything else. <laughs>
This episode comes to you in collaboration with Joe Malone London to mark World Mental Health Day. For a decade, Joe Malone London has been committed to helping stamp out stigmas surrounding mental health, proudly supporting 11 inspirational charities and their dedicated projects. In honour of this 10-year milestone, the brand have launched their Shining a Light on Mental Health Foundation, which will support individuals and families affected by mental health challenges. Joe Malone London has created five charity home candles which help support local inspirational charities through its sales, aiding individuals affected by mental health problems to recover, reconnect and grow. You can find out more about the Joe Malone London Charity Candle Collection and the Shining a Light on Mental Health Foundation at joemalone.co.uk. You can have so many amazing conversations with yourself where you mm. have so many moments of realization. Yeah. And this podcast is all about having open, honest conversations, yeah. how empowering that can be. Yeah. Is there a conversation you can remember having that's really impacted you and really pushed you forward, particularly in relation to your mental health? Yeah, I think any conversations that I have with my girls, you know, that being like the girls talk community and and the, and the community in general are always very, they really kind of give me a new perspective on my mental health and, and what's going on. But I think personally, um, probably with my, my sister actually, I think her, a conversation, and we had quite a few at the beginning when I first kind of like started dealing with my mental health, I think it was the first time, because you're going through it yourself mm -hmm. and like, you're feeling the pain. I think you forget that there are other people around you that are also mm. dealing with it. And especially as it being your younger sister, who's kind of being overshadowed in a way by like what's going on with you. Because your parents are like, you know, obviously, you know, at a loss of what to do. And, you know, and, and they're blaming themselves. You know, we know the like story. And so it was interesting speaking to her and, and understanding it from her point of view. Um, and that's something that I've kind of like taken on into like, into all things I do. I think it gets so insular and obviously it is like something that's happening personally, mm. but you know, it does become quite like me, me, me. And it was very important for me to take a step back and be like, what is this actually doing to like the people around me? Mm. Um, and how is it hurting them? Mm. Um, and get a little bit of kind of empathy and understanding around that. So that was a, a big learning lesson, I think, mm. in my like mental health. Do you think through that you've learned there's so much power in being vulnerable? Oh yeah, 100%. I really don't think I could do anything I do. There's part of me, I don't think I have an inability to not kind of just be open mm. and genuine. There are days when I'm like, oh, I would like to just give like half-hearted answers. Yeah. But I just, I don't want to, I want, whether it be an article in some like fashion magazine or a great podcast, mm. I want anyone who sees it to be like, that's who she is. Mm. And, um, and being vulnerable is just a part of who I am. Yeah. So it just comes, mm -hmm. you know, na quite naturally now. But it was something that I was deeply kind of, I deeply resented when I was mm. younger. I was like, I wish I didn't kind of like bear the brunt of all this so much. And mm. I wish I could kind of just like brush it off on my shoulders, but it's like, my vulnerability is what kind of connects me to people in a kind of a more deeper way, you know, because the work that I do with Girls Talk, there are so many situations and circumstances that I 
by no means will ever understand, but I have a great understanding of like emotion and vulnerability. Mm. Um, and that I think connects me because yeah, I, I, can, I can listen as well, mm. you know? I think that's so great what you just said because everything we talked about so far already, it shows even just sitting here today, We've come so far yeah, in the stigma like, around talking yeah, about mental health, yeah, right? Yeah. But like, there's still so much work to do in eradicating that stigma, especially in different communities and bringing different communities into the discussion as well. Since you've really started opening up about mental health to now, how have you seen that stigma change? And how much more work do you think we've still got to do in order to make it a fully open and honest conversation with everyone. Yeah, I mean, I think it's crazy. I was talking to Daniela, who um, she runs Girls Talk with me, and she, you know, we were like screaming about it. You know, we were literally like, listen to us. And then it's so mad that it's, that's not even the case anymore. And it's mm. really amazing, you know, the work that we were doing was like, I can't tell you how many times we'd be like, in certain like, um, with certain partnerships I have, we'd be like, we want to talk about this, and we'd like, they'd be like, oh, the girls don't want to, our community, our, like, our buyers, our, mm. you know, the people who buy our products, they don't want to talk about this. And it's so mad that, like, now they're coming to us because they know that we've been doing the work for so long, and they're, like, now they're, they're aware of, like, the fact that whether it be in sport or fan fashion, sorry, film, music, any sort of kind of career place, workplace, personal space that the mental health is part of so many people's kind of lives uh. so it's mad to think that we're obviously still screaming about it but that certain people are really starting to realize how important it is um and how immersed it is in every single thing uh. you know um but oh god there's so much more work to be done there. so much work you know it's like it's crazy you know Girls Talk is, I mean, it's, you know, anyone's welcome, but obviously it is for young women and girls, and it's, like, even mental health with, like, you know, men and, and boys. I mean, it's endless, mm. the amount of work that needs to be done, and I think the support in schools and the resources, you know, and then we go on to healthcare and accessible healthcare, and it's, like, and then we go on to cultures and different places and the way in which they talk about it. I mean, yeah. There's so much work to be done, but that doesn't really kind of deter me, to be mm. quite honest, I like. Because young people as well, when you get speaking to them, I do feel like it's going to be okay, actually. Mm. Like, they talk about it in a completely different way that really makes me feel quite like, okay, if I'm not going to live to see it, definitely, like, my children or my children's children will definitely be, like immersed in a world where like mental health is part of the mm. everyday conversation where we don't even like bat an eyelash that someone says they're they're you know they get anxiety i mean i have the i have people in my life who i think are the most switched on eloquent and intelligent people and they even have their own kind of like unconscious like bias against mental health you know it is still like very much mm. deep-rooted in us i think and there's still so many assumptions yeah. around different aspects of mental health, especially with things like addiction, for instance. Yeah. Like we come so far in that discussion, but there's still so many times that stereotypes come into play exactly. in those situations. So have you yeah. found that? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I have it, you know, even when just talking about, when someone just talks about something and I'm just like overhearing and I just hear the way they talk about it and the, the lack of sympathy around that, you mm. know? I've met so many people throughout my like 
getting sober journey, my mental health journey, like, you know, I was lucky enough to go to treatment, so I met a mad variety of people there who'd been through all sorts of different things. So, you know, I'm not, it kind of kicks it out of you when you're like, when you're forced to like really confront yourself. I'm actually quite lucky, a lot of people, sober people say that, you know, I think I'm quite lucky that I was like pushed to like deal with it now. Yeah. Pushed to like kind of pick apart any judgments I had towards other people, pushed to like rip apart myself and put it all back together so that I could like look at things a bit differently. I am like, I do, even though it was pretty fucking shit, like mm. I'm pretty lucky to be quite honest that I've been given this chance to do things differently and to look at situations in a more kind of empathetic way, actually. Do you feel like you got to a point now where you feel like you're authentic? self oh yeah 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 a hundred percent i think um yeah i don't think i'm at all if there's ever a time i can't really think of a time recently where i felt that i was like pretending i'm pretty genuinely myself most of the time because i've just found it it's all a lot easier when I am actually putting up a pretense, a facade, like pretending or saying what I think someone wants me to say, trying to be clever, trying to say the right thing. Like, all I know how to do is like speak from like the heart. That's what I know how to do. I'm not, like, I don't know like big old words. I didn't pass any exams at school. I know, but I do know how to speak about the things that I love. So, and I know how to be myself, so. Mm. And when I wasn't wanting to be myself, everything just felt far more difficult mm -hmm. um, and a lot more painful. And things definitely don't feel like that now. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm pretty sure that's to do with mm -hmm. just like knowing myself better than I ever have done before. That's kind of the ultimate success in life, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. So much. Stuff. I'm so with you, babe. I really do think it is. Like, but that's the thirty golden for me. Ticket. When I said I celebrated my thirty this year, and I was like, it was really emotional. It was like I've done killer things. I've like, I'm so grateful for like all the amazing things that I've been able to do, and the success, and like buying my own hat. All of them is so great. But like, the biggest achievement is like knowing myself better than I have before and like being surrounded by people who I like admire and, and, lo mm. and love and who like really care about me. That is the ultimate, is like getting to a place in my life where I really like have that one definitely like ticked, yeah. Well, I admire you so much. No, oh, thank been you, it's been so nice. So great talking to you, but we always end on this final question before you yeah, skip yeah. off. What is it? In the reign of your life, what is the one rule you'll always live by? What is that rule for you? Oh my God, in the reign of my life, what is the rule that I'll always live by? <sighs> oh my God, that's so hard. It's a tricky one. Yeah, the rules. <laughs> What's yours? Mine is... Imagine if I just copy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually... And I'm like, edit it, edit I've it. I've actually make copied it sound mine like from another guest. Okay, but And this actually yours? changed my life, this one. Okay. Regret will haunt you more than failure. Yeah, no, that is That's really a really good, good one. one. That is such a good yeah. one. Yeah. And that it really pushes me through every day. Yeah. Um, so you can't steal that one. <laughs> no, I'm not going to steal that one. Okay, I have a few, but this is a one that I do... 
I remember my dad, and I say this a lot, this one, but my dad turned to me one day and I think it was when I, he suddenly, I think, started seeing the light back in my eyes and he was like, I was just waiting for you to realise what you were capable of achieving. And I would say, like, surround yourself by people. I surround myself with people who know my capability before I've even understood or know what it is. Because sometimes I think we're a little bit, like, mm. on the back burner and there are people around us who know what we're destined to be and the people, how great we are and how kind we are. And we think we're like pieces of shit, but actually, um, yeah, my dad knew. And so I love that. And also like, always take your makeup off before bed as a good Yeah, one. that's a classic. Yeah. Class, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goes about saying that one, doesn't Yeah, exactly, it? sorry. Yeah. But that's, that's so amazing because I think what you just said ties up so nicely in the conversation we had about yeah. mental health because you've got a community around you yeah. and you've got your friends being like, it's going to be okay, you will be okay. Yeah, I think so. I really do. Amazing. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thanks so much. So great talking to you, honestly. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for another amazing episode of Rain. I really hope you found something to take away from this episode. And if you have, let me know. You can always get me on socials at Josh Smith Hosts. I love to hear from you. And as always, if you've enjoyed this episode, please like, rate, subscribe, or follow wherever you get your podcasts from. And more importantly, please share this with someone you think needs to hear it. Let's get those convos going and I'll see you next time.